are listening to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. And now, bringing you the latest in science fiction movies and television shows. Here are your hosts. long and This is a capital. We have a little problem with our entry sequence, so we may experience some slight turbulence and then explode. I got a bad feeling about this. Walter, put the cow away, would you? What is this place? It's a freak show. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. This is Sci-Fi Diner Conversation 72. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. And good evening, I'm Miles P. McLaughlin. And we are here to talk about everything that you're watching and uh, spoil things. We're here to spoil things. Oh, definitely. Uh, Miles, tell me about your sci-fi world. Well, uh, I just last week listened to the uh, season three finale of uh, We Are Alive. It was a good hour long, so it was good content there and uh, really enjoyed it. So, the, so it, it, so when you say good content, it wasn't just the amount of content. Was, was it a good ending? Oh, it was. It was a good ending. I think. I think fans of uh, of um, of this will, will will like it. And this is season three, right? This was season three. There's so. one more season. One more season, and I'll be sad to see it go. But at the same time, it's good. He, you know. And when does that season? Not. When does that season come out? I don't re- remember, but okay. but they just finished. But we just got the last one re- just recently, so it was an hour long. So I mean, usually these these episodes are twenty minutes long at best, but uh, they, they treat us to a whole solid hour. That is pretty awesome. So a uh, lot of zombies, a lot of explosions. You, you can't go wrong. No, no, fills the void when Walking Dead's not around, right? Yeah. <laughs> so what else is going on in your sci-fi world? Uh, still enjoying Arrow. Uh, I thought last week's Arrow was interesting. We'll talk uh, more about it a little bit later on. Uh, Fringe last week. I was glad to see Fringe come back. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's pretty much it. Oh, the, the, also saw the the, um, the season finale of uh, Battlestar Galactica Blood and Chrome. Ooh, mm-hmm. we're going to have to talk about that. I'm sure we have some listener comments on that too a little mm-hmm. bit later on. Uh, I am still reading Game of Thrones book four, um, about two thirds of the way through it, mm-hmm. and I'm enjoying it. Mm-hmm. It's a bit of a slow go sometimes, but I'm enjoying it. Uh, I also am up in some of the same shows, Arrow and Fringe, although those are the only ones I'm up on. I am still watching Deep Space Nine. I am up to the episode where um, Colin, who. Who's the guy? Oh, I'll call Meanie. Thank you, mm-hmm. uh, Chief O'Brien. Yeah, Chief. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm at the episode. Where, I'm at the episode where Chief O'Brien has, has been giving 20 years of memories that he was in prison. Right. And he's dealing with the ramifications of that mm-hmm. of having killed someone, and even though it's fictitious, what that means. Oh yeah. Powerful episode. Uh, right. right. Right alongside of that was a Mirror Universe episode of you know Cisco's uh, alternate wife, right, um, dying again, and Jake dealing with it and going to the Mirror Universe, and that's. That's well done as well. Mm-hmm. So I had two good episodes back to back, and that's kind of where I'm at. And that's don't know when I'm going to watch it again, but that's but I am enjoying that. Um, I did watch Expendables two. Oh, tell us. Oh, I'm going to. This <laughs> is my review of Expendables two. Mm-hmm. If you are a child of the '80s and '90s, you have got to see this movie. Especially if you're a child of the 80s and 90s action stars. I mean, this movie has everything in it. It has Van Damme. 
It has Chuck Norris. It has Schwarzenegger, Bruce Willis, Stallone. Uh, is is Jason Statham, who's not really an 80 or 90 star, but somehow got thrown into the mix. It got Jet Li in for a little bit. Dolph Lundgren, uh, two other guys I don't really remember that well, but are also a part of that cast. It is a phenomenal, fun cast with a trip down memory lane. Mm-hmm. And there are tons of throw throwouts to people who loved their moves and their movies. Um, I love the whole, for example, let me give you an example of someone I like. Um, and again, we spoil stuff here. So if you haven't watched it, hopefully it'll just whet your appetite to go see it because I'm not going to tell you the whole plot. But when we are introduced to Chuck Norris, you know, they are – the gang is like holed up somewhere and they are about to get their butts handed to him and it and Chuck Norris just comes in and just wipes them all out, hmm. right? Uh, and he walks up to Stallone and Stallone says – I forget the character's name. But Stallone says, yeah, I heard, I heard, I heard, I heard, I heard you almost died. Chuck Norris goes, well, I was bit by a cobra, but after five days of agonizing pain, the cobra finally died. <laughs> so, you know, the, the old Chuck Norris jokes that are mm-hmm. out there, totally paid homage to that. Um, you know, we have, of course, Van Damme and Stallone face off for like the final battle. And you get the classic Van Damme, you know, high kicks that he does, right? right? Mm-hmm. Legs straight out type of stuff. And then you have Stallone like, you know – he gets all rocky on him. You know, <laughs> seriously, you know, they're there and you see him like, first of all, he gets down and out. He gets knocked down and, you know, like two or three times rise, he, Rocky rises again from the floor, right? And then you have him doing those, you know, the punches, the gut punches that Rocky does and, and some of those things. And it was very sad to see Van Damme go in the movie mm-hmm. because he's, he's the evil guy. He has to die, right? Oh, of course. He has to die. But, but, Phenomenal, phenomenal scene in that movie. Um, Love the um, Bruce Willis. And uh, there's a scene with Bruce Willis and Schwarzenegger who were in the first movie kind of as cameos. They had a little bit more central roles here. Mm -hmm. And and they're holed up in this airport. You know, bullets are flying all around them. They're out of ammo. And and Schwarzenegger goes, hey, I'll go get some. I'll be back. You know, they they throw that line out a lot. And they talk about him being terminated uh, a lot. So it's kind of some fun throwbacks to the Terminator and mm-hmm. the Terminator movies. And and Bruce Willis stops and goes, no, no, I'll be it back. And as he leaves, Schwarzenegger says under his breath, yippee ki <laughs> So you get some great lines again um, that anyone that's a fan of these would love, love, love this. Um, I think it just it's, – it's brilliant that they bring it back some of these older – We'll just say over the hill action stars and still, you know, they don't, see, see him kick butt and take names. Yeah, and they don't pretend to be anything but old over the hill action stars. There's one point in the movie that they've destroyed their plane that they were flying in the first two movies, and Bruce Willis's character, you know, buys him a new plane because he's like the head of the CIA or something. You know, gets him a new plane, and the and the one guy says uh, that plane should belong in a museum. And Stallone leans over and goes, so should we. You know? <laughs> and so they acknowledge that. They right. acknowledge that. But that's what makes this film so great. Mm. I cannot wait for Expendables 3. I certainly hope they're making it. Mm. Because these first two movies made money. <laughs> they made money. And it's not about the script. It's about the blow. It's a, it's it's the classic Cold War era mm-hmm. Well, this movie knows what it is and what it's trying to accomplish, and you're just there to have a good time. You're not you try- definitely are there to have you're a good. You're time. not there to think too hard. You're just trying to watch stuff get blown up and watch our heroes of the past uh, have 
another time in the sun. Yep. Um, there is apparently a Expendables 3, by the way. And uh, guess who they're having rumors? Who, who's rumored to be in it? Nicolas Cage. Okay. Yeah, but I don't really see him as an action star. He has his parts, moments. He, he has some moments. I mean, I, I, I think of his action movies. I mean, this is going back quite a few years. Um, Con Air and uh, Face Off. But that's been a while ago. So, Well, they, guess who? Guess who they're looking at having uh, – th- there's a couple of people that are the cast list is Simon West, director of Con Air. Okay. So Sylvester Stallone's uh, Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan, okay. That would be one that needs to be in it, I would think. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Steven Seagal. Okay. He belongs in there, certainly. Bruce Willis, Jason Statham, Nicolas Cage, Jet Li, Dolph Lundgren, Randy Couture, who's been in it, mm-hmm. Terry Crews, Mickey Rourke, is it rumored to be in this one, was not in the second one, mm-hmm. and um, Bill Goldberg from Ready to Rumble. Okay. Um, Donnie Yen, John Travolta. These are rumored, by the way. Right. Michelle Yeoh, uh, Mark Darkassos, and Wesley Snipes. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple of other. There's actually this list. I'm not sure this is an actual list, but these are like these are rumored to be a cast list. Just uh, even with just the last two movies, that's a lot of ego and testosterone. In oh, you know, whether or not this is the actual list or not, mm-hmm. see any of these guys in a movie like this, it is great. I can't mm-hmm. praise this movie enough. Again. You have to be in the right frame of mind and you have to be – you almost – you probably appreciate it if you're younger, if you, if you, didn't, grow, if you didn't grow up with this, but – But uh, I, I would appreciate it. Uh, you would definitely appreciate this movie. I, I saw the first one and I loved it, so I, yeah. I do want to see the second one. So I watched that and that's a long story to say what I've been watching and that mm-hmm. – uh, I think that's about it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, just some other news. Colin from Trek News and Views threw up our Kevin Sorbo interview on YouTube. So if you're interested, you can go check that out. Thank you, Colin. Thank you, as always, Colin. Um, Kathy Gona wrote in uh, on our on our, on our our Sci-Fi Diner page, said, I wish someone with – and this is about Fringe. I wish someone with more computer smarts than I would create a super a supercut of all the names Walter has called Astrid over the years. Anyone? That would be good. Anyone? <laughs> I like that idea. He, and he continues with this week's fringe. I forget what he called her, but it was like mm. not Astrid. <laughs> I'm just so used to it now. But yeah, there, there should be uh, something where he keeps referring to her by the, by the wrong uh, name. Yeah. Well, Christopher Brent wrote in and gave a pretty candid interview of what he thought of our interview with Vic Magnolia. So let me just share this with you, and then we're gonna. I'm gonna share my response, and we can kind of dialogue about this because I think part of what's going on is someone that's not really into the fan genre of movies, mm-hmm. right? That's my, that's my interpretation as I read this. Here's what he had to say: boring as dirt. It was literally putting me to sleep listening to this nonsense. Make me know he doesn't sound anything like at all like Jim Kurt. Michael Bednar is boring and wood as ever. And Chris doing well, God knows what he's doing involved with these toxic narcissists. No doubt his father's looking down on him with disappointment and utter sadness. Definitely not creative and professional. So pretty harsh, right? Not the most ringy endorsement, no. <laughs> no, but but let me but let's back up. You know, this does not seem like someone who is looking at this. And saying this is a fan run production. Yes, it's 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 an independent fan run, and thing. therefore, there's no way that Vic Minoli is going to be Kirk. 
you're right. He he, you know, he may look a little like Kirk when you get him in the costume and all that, but or even that Chris Dewan's going to be Scotty. He won't. It's not going to be. You know, he's not a clone of his father. He looks like his father and sounds a little like his father. But it's you know, yeah. If if you're not into the fan, you know, the sci-fi fan films, yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna appreciate this. And the other thing is, you got to understand that what these guys are doing is they're doing track as it was done in the 60s. So it's not updated. They aren't trying to make this look like a 2011 Star Trek movie or 2012 Star Trek movie. The only thing that will the the, the special effects and the, you know, when you see the ships flying around, that's going to be updated. But as far as the interior shots, it's going to have the classic look to it. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's for people who still have, you know, have affection for the for for, for classic Trek for, so for, for all that it is. I mean, yeah, and, and for all its for all its goodness and all its badness all, at the all, same time. You know, warts and all. You know, so and that's kind of what you're getting here. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, this is what I responded. You can tell me what you thought of the response. I said, you know, a fan film circuit's not for everyone. That's for sure. There's certainly Star Trek fans who are satisfied with what is out there produced by Paramount and so forth. But then there are also those who want more stories, who want to see the characters they've loved continue. And I believe this is where fan films most notably work. They fill the void of not having Trek in the air. Not, not, at all, not all of them work, but all of them are done by fans like yourself that love the franchise. And of the fan films, Star Trek continues, pays the best homage to the original series. But fan films, again, are not for everyone. Thanks for sharing. Mm-hmm. That seemed kind of. I, I thought you res- responded. That's a, that's, it was a very diplomatic uh, yeah, response. Yeah, because I mean the reality is, uh, so he doesn't like him. Great. So they thought they came off fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just want to defend, you know, though Vic, Mike, and, and Chris. Though I mean, um, um, we we haven't seen a full production yet, so. Right, uh, and, and and Mike would admit he's not an actor. I mean, he 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 did it. He, I mean. They didn't have enough actors when he first started doing Farragut, and but he, his thing is the production end of it. And right. the man, the man has done a fantastic job of recreating the classic look of Star Trek through the through the through the, through the hand props, through the sets. He's a set man. Yeah, he's a set man. That's what that's what his gifts and abilities are. And and I can you know, I could sit down and talk classic Trek with him for hours. Well, and the thing is, you mm-hmm. look at those sets, and they would be indistinguishable from the actual sets. Exactly, and. Uh, Chris Dewan, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, he's Star Trek royalty. I mean, they they let him make an uh, um, uh, an extra appearance in the motion picture and in the, in the 2009 movie. Um, so, I mean, the way I compare these fan films is maybe seeing community theater or high school theater. You know, you're not going to get the, Broadway West Side Story. Exactly, you're not going to get you know, it's not going to be Broadway. It's not it's not going to be Shakespeare. It's going to be you know. People, some of them are amateurs, maybe a few are professionals. So you, you just appreciate it for you know on its own merits. Uh, however, this is better than community theater, in my opinion. Oh, I, I, I agree. I yeah, agree. This but, is much better. But it's just that when you go see a community, you know, you know, a school play or a community play, you you know what you're getting, and so it's you're not going to judge it as harshly as a professional production. Right. Right. Well. Um, Thank you so much for writing in and uh, for sharing your thoughts. And we obviously are interested in people with dissenting opinions. We are. Oh, uh, absolutely. absolutely. Yep, absolutely. Sarah Garcia called in. And and so thanks, Sierra, for calling in. Hi, Scott and Miles. This is M. Sierra Garcia. Um, I've met Scott 
at Shore Leave and Balticon. Um, very briefly, we met at a couple of the – wow, I'm really eloquent tonight. This is great. Um, we met at some of the panels. I voice some characters for Jay Smith uh, at, for HG World, which is a fantastic zombie show for A Feast for the Ears um, or a Fright for the Ears. Um, there is one episode that kind of makes Hunger Games look like, you know, Sesame Street. But it's very entertaining. Nonetheless, I was in the middle of the Her- Herculean task of listening to all of your podcasts. What? Yes. You're kidding. No. Are you crazy? Little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just wanted to get a feel for what you guys have been doing, which is a lot. Hello. Jeez Louise. And then for some reason, iTunes has been putting them in different orders, no matter what order I put it into my playlist. Uh, iTunes is like days away from becoming sentient, I'm sure. Um, yay. Exciting. Nonetheless, um, you guys are amazing and I can't believe I missed out on this for so long. And what was it that was kind of funny? Oh, I'm really enjoying hearing Scott pronounce things. Because <laughs> he gets really excited and then he starts talking really, really fast. You do. You really do do that, by the way. Which is very charming and endearing. And, uh, and I get excited too when I'm listening. And so that's awesome because it's very real and that's very cool. And then Miles is very mild-mannered and very cool until you start talking about Star Trek. And then... He totally gets his Star Trek geek on, which is also very endearing and very charming. Um, that is pretty much it. And I think I'm I'm through like 40 episodes so far. Yeah, my commute is a little long. Um, so I listen to you on the way to work and on the way home from work from a big girl job. Um, yeah, I really have nothing else better to say. That's pretty much it. Except, oh, thank you for Warehouse 13. A little obsessed. So thanks. Um, Pete? Yummy. Um, Claudia? Hmm. How old is Claudia? Hmm. Really? Does time not work properly? Or does everybody do math wrong? It drove me nuts. It drove me bonkers as I'm watching the whole first season and she's like but why isn't she drinking she's 22 what do you mean she's a teenager what do you mean it's her first date what and then and then what and the mm, it was a little much um (laughs) what else did i get tuned into that's pretty much it red shirts scalzi amazing uh freaking amazing um ready player one how have you not read it if you haven't read it and both of those if you get the audiobooks Read by Will Wheaton. Yes, read by Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. We love Will Wheaton. Um, not stalking Will Wheaton at all. No. Doesn't help that I'm on the wrong coast. Or I would. Not. Not. Would not stalk him. What else was there? You guys certainly like your fringe. Yak yak on the fringe talk. A lot of the fringe. Which I can't get into. I'm going to have to wait for like a really snowy day where I'm kind of stuck in the house and there's nothing to do. Um, what else is there? New Star Trek? The movie? Excited? 
Yes. Um, is there anything else? Oh, started watching Sequest because it was random and on um, on the Netflix. And the Netflix said, hey, M, you might like this. So I said, Netflix, why not? So kudos to the Netflix. Old school, old school everything and a little bit cheesy but precious and to me a little sci-fi. So I'm not sure if you watched that at all when it was on or if you would rewatch it, but kind of adorable. Indeedly doodly. And that's about it. Alright, well thanks a lot, boys. And you don't have to play this on on your show. I just didn't feel like typing and I'm recording lines for another show anyway. Um for a very wonderful show called The Kingery at Pendant Productions. Hmm. Insert plug here. Yeah, that's right. Shameless plug. <laughs> All right. I look forward to seeing you guys at the next con in Maryland. Take care. So I'm Garcia. Thank you so much for calling in and a lot of different thoughts there. That was a fantastic voicemail. It is great. A bit random at times, but hey, we loved it. It was great. She makes it work though. She does. She totally makes it work. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, you are a glutton for punishment if you're going through all of them. And oh, I'm not my. even aware that all of them are on iTunes now. Mm-hmm. So you might be missing some of them. Mm-hmm. I am slowly going back and re-uploading them because we transferred from Podbean, which, by the way, has been giving J-Smith tons of hell because they were switching servers and they can't get HD World out. But um, in the moment you spoke and you said you were part of HD World, I'm like, that's where I know the voice because I listened to like the first season of HD World and absolutely loved it. And she was the main character in there. Okay. And the audio drama. So. Mm-hmm. And you totally hear that in her voice. Mm-hmm. But but we do – seriously, we mentioned it before. We do have to have you on. Oh, definitely. Yeah. If definitely. you have time in the midst of your big girl job and everything else that's going on. Yeah. <laughs> um, so – Sequest. Did you watch Sequest? I did see watch Sequest. I didn't see all of season one when it first came out, but I watched it season two, and then I went back later uh, when it reruns. So yeah, I, I enjoyed Sequest. It ran for three seasons. Um, Michael Ironside played the captain in, in season three. Michael Ironside rocks. He does. Um, so yeah, it, it was a pretty good little show for mid nineties sci fi show. Now, what about Ready Player One or Red Shirts? Did you read any of these books? I, I, I have not. I saw them on Audible. Dot mm-hmm. com and I'm a subscribed to Audible, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna be honest. I, I'm still stuck in the middle of Game of Thrones, and 50 hours of listening time takes a bit to get through for me. My right. commute, maybe my commute's a bit shorter than yours, but you know, it's just a little bit le- more listening time that it takes me to get through. And I have a lot of other books I'd like to read. I'm just stuck in Game of Thrones, and I've kind of made a pact with myself. I got to get through Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you think about her saying we're obsessed with Fringe? Well. Like she said, we do like our fringe. We we do. There's we do. no doubt about it. Uh, we do. We, there, there's there's relief in sight because it's going to be over. Right. I, you know what? After January, you probably won't have to hear too much about fringe anymore. If uh, I mean, all of the characters are great, but I think Walter is probably one of the main reasons we keep watching. Walter is there. There's he's just such a unique character. He's just so out there and, and a genius. Uh, you, you just want to see what he's going to say or do next. You know, it, and it may not be in the show for everyone. I mean, I got into the show and I identified because this reminds me very much of the X-Files. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, who's not into the X-Files, right? Well, you weren't. But, mm-hmm. but I, you know, I grew up in the X-Files practically in my sci-fi, you know, birth, I guess you can say. And, I, and this reminded me very much of it. And so totally, totally loving on it. Mm-hmm. 
What do you think about her comments about Claudia's age being kind of wacky that first season? You know what? She, she's right. That's, you know, I didn't think about it. didn't bother me because I was so in love with I, Claudia. Come on. We interviewed her. Well, of course. Uh, but it, 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 they were kind of vague with how old is this girl? Is she, you know, is she a teenager? Is she 21? She just, in some places, she seems, you know, very mature. But in the time, she, you know, she seems, still seems like a kid. So that was never really settled on the show. So. So you have a thing for Pete? Really now? Um, well, uh, Miles, a minute. You do too. Um, <laughs> well, who doesn't? <laughs> you know what? He'd be, he'd be cool to hang out with. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we did have a chance to meet him. At, uh, we had sat down with him. We just didn't get a chance to interview him. We didn't get to interview him, but he, I, I get the feeling he's, he's a totally cool, laid-back guy. If she was at Shore Leave two years ago, it was probably the same thing. So, yeah. You probably met him. Mm-hmm. So, uh, our next con, Far Point. So, hopefully, we'll see you there. Yeah, hopefully, we'll see you at Far Point if you're there. I don't know if Jay goes to Far Point or if HG World makes an appearance, but we'd love to see you there if you mm-hmm. aren't. Uh, definitely, uh, I'm going to try to be a Balticon. I don't know if you will this year. I'm not sure yet. Uh, but I will uh, try to be there when the time comes, mm-hmm. certainly. I would love to meet you again. And we certainly got to sit down and do a show sometime. Oh, definitely. I'm actually talking about getting Jay on the show. Jay shared a bunch of interviews. He did it. Uh, infected con, the infected con in September. Mm-hmm. And so I might have some of those to share and talk about. Oh, okay. So uh, I, I do have some interviews in the can. It's just, um, I'm just not I'm a little bit slow on the uptake, I guess. But thank you again so much for calling in and definitely give us a call. Let us know when we can have you on the show. That would be fun. Yeah. Uh, well, let's move on into some other things. So uh, in other feedback, we, of course, had a finale in Battlestar Blood and Chrome, which right. you have kept up on. But mm-hmm. this is another show that I've been deplorably lazy at following. You're missing out. I am definitely missing out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, continue to enjoy Watch the uh, season, the, the, this season finale. Uh, ho- hopefully it got enough views on YouTube that the powers that be say, hey, you know, we need to make this like a regular one-hour show every week. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, the, the special effects look fantastic. Uh, the green screen, it's mostly green screen, but I think they do such a good job of it. You could forget there is green screen. So will we be seeing a series out of this, Miles? I think we'll at least see a season two, at least with the uh, web webisodes. Webisodes. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens after that. I know in February they're going to p- release – they'll probably re- release the whole thing that once on the Sci-Fi channel, then release it as an unedited Blu-ray uh, later too. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So what did you uh, think of uh, Fringe this past week? Uh, I did enjoy it. Um, however, I kind of wish um, – Peter would have kept the tech in his head for a little I'm, while longer. I'm not convinced that the tech's all out of his head. Like the tech is, but mm-hmm. remember that Walter said this is kind of rewiring the brain. Right. So you take the tech out. Does that mean the brain unrewires itself or unwires itself? Yeah. I wonder if, if he'll be able to have, he may not have all his abilities he had before, but maybe have some, some. of them. Can you imagine those in combination with Olivia's cortexophan if she actually had any of that left, which we have no evidence of? We've, we have not seen any of her cortexophan enhanced abilities. Not this season. I don't think we are. But mm-hmm. can you imagine? That would be they, – oh, they would be they unstoppable. Would, they would rock. They would absolutely rock. Mm-hmm. Well, we did get um, – we both have been watching Arrow and absolutely loving Arrow, although you had a little bit of complaint with Vendetta. Tell me about your complaint with Vendetta. Oh, the only complaint I had was um, – I'll just read my comment. I continue to enjoy the show. The only thing is the show tries to be less cartoonish in its storytelling. Well, the Huntress needs a better disguise. She looks cartoonish. 
With only the mask, she can be identified, at least with the green arrow. He wears a, a, a hood, and, and he has his eyes covered up in makeup, and he only goes out at night. Otherwise, Arrow is, is still a fantastic show. You know, Matt Mathers agrees with you. He said, hate the Huntress, otherwise great show. Um, Rachel Olive said, it was a little disappointed that they put the breaks on the list story, but I understand that we're only mid-season, and I just need to be more patient. On a shallower note, they're doing a good job of keeping Oliver shirtless. So all is forgiven. Okay, well. <laughs> so you say, Rachel. So I'll take your word on it. She speaks for the female audience. Yes, yes. You know, if hey, you know, if if I were the female audience, I could see that. And I'm not. Right. right. Go ahead and read Jen's note. Jen says, uh, yeah, I'll have to watch that the episode over again because I wasn't paying too much attention. But I think they were trying to make the, their version of the Huntress sort of like a cross between uh, Catwoman and the original 60s version of, of, of Batgirl was all I kept thinking as I watched her drive off on a motorcycle. Jason Russell comments saying it would make sense that the Huntress was actually Batgirl at one point. <laughs> I didn't know that. And on another note, I just realized last night that Tommy's last name is Merlin. will be interesting to see where they go with that. Which I guess if you're into the Green Arrow mythology, you know what that means? I'm not sure. No, and see, I don't. Yeah. So if you know what Merlin is, please enlighten us. Right. us Terrible geekery in comic books because I did not grow up reading comic books. So I, I didn't grow up reading Green Arrow, so I, I, I'm not sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else? Any other shows we should be talking about here? Uh, last week's – I've got to say uh, as far as what I'm watching, last week's uh, Big Bang Theory, if anybody is watching that, it was absolutely hilarious uh, with uh, – um, with, with with Sheldon having to take care of uh, Amy and uh, um, uh, Wallowitz's uh, fishing trip with his father-in-law, so uh, still enjoying that. Um, trying to think of any other shows that are. Um, no, I think we 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 got the shows. I think we're we watching. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. I think we're good. Mm-hmm. I believe that about it. So uh, we should probably wrap up the show. Thank you so much for joining us. It sounds like we have a new bumper. It sounds like it. <laughs> yep, and uh, so uh, we'll play that um, in the next show, or maybe I'll even put it in this show. Okay. I might have a little bit of editing to do. But I appreciate your calls in, your comments, even if you didn't agree with us or we didn't agree with you. That's great. That's part of the show. If you want to let us know what you're watching, um, one of the things we hope you let us know that you're watching is what you thought of The Hobbit this weekend. Let us know what you thought. Is it what you expected? Um is, is this journey that we've been waiting for for so long, as, it, as it's come to fruition, does Peter Jackson do it justice? Let us know. Call us at one 508 4343 Email us at the sci-fi diner podcast at gmail.com. I believe that's about it, Miles. Let's dim the lights, shut, you know, turn the blinds, clear mm-hmm. the tables, and get out of here. All right, folks. Till next time, good night and good luck. We will see you.